Well, good morning, good morning, or whatever time it is where you are. Happy day. <laughs> I'm so glad. I, it's been fun beforehand. There's been chat going on um, and I'm getting to see all my friends. I see that my friend Warwool is doing better and I'm so thankful for that. I've been praying for you guys. Um, just so much going on with so many of us and our families and different things and and everybody's just been so encouraging to me lately. And you guys have no idea how much I've needed that and what a blessing it's been to my heart every time I see all the encouraging words and chat and things that I get through email and, and different things. And it really just means the world to me. You know, I spent yesterday and the day before, I've, I've really wanted to do readings um, of all the different books of the Bible. And so I had already done Isaiah and, um, and I'd done uh, Joshua. So the last two days I've spent doing judges. So we'll be playing that. And it really, really touched me and totally inspired me for what I wanted to bring today. And the word that's hidden my heart really in this presentation. And I didn't use these exact words in the presentation for this morning, but what I used was, um, I hope it shows through, you know, that this is what I'm, what I'm trying to bring. What I see in this story and what I'm going to bring is, are you going to live in order or are you going to live in chaos? you know, uh, just, just looking at those two things. So I did a PowerPoint presentation. Yay. I'm getting a little better at them. Um, it only takes me half a year to get one, <laughs> but I, I, I had my material and I wanted to work on PowerPoint and I like how this one turned out. So I'm going to, um, add that to this, to the screen. I'm not sure when we're airing the, um, series on judges yet. You know, James Carruthers works so hard. Good morning, James. Good morning, Lee. Good to see you guys here. He works so hard at getting us scheduled and getting everything to play at just the right time. And, um, so he takes care of that and he'll be letting us know what we're going to do and, and how that will be airing. I plan to continue on and, and what I'm going to do, just so you guys know, before I get started with what I have this morning, what I'm going to do is I'm going through um, the books of of the scriptures and I'm trying to go, I'm going to try to insert like the prophets. I, I really kind of started out of order because I started with Isaiah because I just wanted to do it. But now that I've got a plan in place, what I'm trying to do is I'm going to go in more of a chronicle, logical order, including the prophets, the kings, Samuels, you, you know, different things like that so that it makes sense to us with all the prophets and what situation that they were speaking to. And I'm hoping that we learn together a lot from, from doing it that way. Okay. I'm going to get started with the um, PowerPoint. And I see y'all's comments and, and I thank you so much. I, lo I love you guys. You guys are wonderful. All right. So out of the book of Judges, I'm looking at Gideon and I'm, I want to, um, I'm asking the word, am I a Zoar or a Gibor, right? Am I operating in chaos or am I operating in order? And that's really what the crux of this is. Okay. And so I put this little picture here. This is the land of Canaan. 
you know, and, and this is where everything was taking place. They were still taking over Canaan. It's the promised land and it's still our promised land. All right. And we still have giants we're fighting, don't we? Okay. So Gideon, the judge of Yasharel. Let me see. Yay, it worked. Okay. So I'm going to read some from it. This is from Judges 6, 1. And the children of Yasharel did evil in the sight of Yahweh, and Yahweh delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. Um, just so you know, too, at, what I'm going to follow this up with on the audio that I'm going to do at 10 o'clock, we're going to dig into this word uh, Midian in this place and see what we can discover there. So it's kind of like part one, part two. <laughs> Of mercy poured forth, but but it's it's more of a learning the Hebrew. Okay, let me start over. And the children of Yashorel did evil in the sight of Yahweh, and Yahweh delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Yashorel, and because of the Midianim, the children of Yashorel made them the dens which are in mountains and caves and strongholds. And so it was. When Yasharel had sown, that the Midian came up and the Amalekim and the children of the east, even they came up against them. So what was happening here? You know, they were literally going and yes, Asia, 10 o'clock today. Um, so, so anyway, what was going on here um, is the, the oppression from these Midianites was so bad. Like they would go out and, and the Israelites, the Yasharites would go out and they would, you know, try to plant their fields. They would try to, you know, grow something so that they could eat them. And the Midianites were just like marauding raiders that would just come in and steal, you know, they'd steal what didn't belong to them. I see so many correlations to this today. When you think about all the small businesses that were shut down and, and, and all the changes that have taken place, I mean, look for the parallels as we go through this, because I think it's just incredible. And it was so bad that the, that the people of Yasharel were like, we're just going to go live up in the caves and hide ourselves in the rocks. And don't you see that a lot? I mean, the parallels where people are like, we've got to get out of the cities. We've got to get away from these people. We've got to, you know, be safe. I mean, you see the same type of discussions going on in the world that we are in today. Okay. So let me, let me see if I can move. I'm going to move that for just a moment. Oops. I didn't mean to do that one. I was trying to move this so I could see it. Well, I don't know how to move that little thing, but I'm just going to read it to you. So continuing on in Judges 6, and they encamped against them and destroyed the increase of the earth till you come unto Gaza and left no sustenance for Yasharel, neither sheep, nor ox, nor ass. It's like they just took everything. They left them nothing to provide for themselves with, right? For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to destroy it. And Yasharel was greatly impoverished because of Midyanim. Mid Mid and the children of Yasharel cried unto Yahweh, 
And it came to pass when the children of Yasharel cried unto El Yahweh because of the Midnaim. And, and I put this picture here because this is what they did. They, they literally, if they couldn't steal it, they'd destroy it. You know, it, it, it was, that was just the culture of what was happening at that time. Okay, so, and it came to pass when the children of Yashorel cried unto El Yahweh because of the Midyanim that Yahweh sent a prophet unto the children of Yashorel, which said unto them, Thus says Yahweh Elohai of Yashorel, I brought you up from Mitzrayim and brought you forth out of the house of bondage, and I delivered you out of the hands of the Mitzrayim and out of the hand of all that oppressed you, and drove them out from before you, and gave you their land. And I said unto you, I am Yahuwah Elohim, fear not the Elohai of the Imarim, in whose land you dwell but you've not obeyed my voice. So there, this isn't the judge that was sent to him. This is just the a prophetic voice that is sent to cry out in the land. Hey, this is why this is happening, right? It was a message, okay? And I find this very interesting, right? He's saying they've been, they've been worshiping and, and being afraid of the Elohai of the Emerim. This is another form of the you know, leftovers of the giants that were in the land, the, you know, what they had to face to fight the enemies. There was this, still this very Canaanite influence going on. It was everywhere they went. It was apostasy. So in Judges 6, 11, and there came an angel of Yahweh and sat under an oak, which was in Ophrah, that pertained unto Yoash, the Avi Ha Ezri, and his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide it from the Midianim. So he's literally out there threshing it basically like, you know, away, trying to keep it out of sight all alone, you know, because he was like, if, if they see it, they're just going to come steal what I have and I won't have anything to eat for myself or my family. So he's out threshing that wheat all by himself, you know, trying to get something that he can eat. I, I always find it interesting when I see the wheat and the wine, because to me, these are very symbolic. To me, there's very three very symbolic pictures of the feast and the time periods. And that would be um, the barley at the period of Pesach, right? For those first three feasts. And then the wheat at Shavuot. And then the wine, that's the great harvest at the fall feast. So I'm seeing, I always, when I, when I see the wheat or the wine, my, my mind always goes to, there's something here uh, concerning Shavuot and Sukkot and those, those time periods, okay? So, and the angel of Yahweh appeared unto him and said unto him, Yahweh is with you, mighty man of valor. So what did he call him? He called him a Gibor Halil. Okay. So here it is in the pictograph. We've got the, the Gimel, the Beit, and the Resh, right? So this is like the camel's foot. Okay, it can be a journey. Where do our feet take us, right? And into the house 
of the of the mind, right? Okay. So it's it reminds you know what that reminds me of? As a man thinketh, so is he, right? What our thoughts are about who we are, you know, determines our walk and what house we're going to walk into, right? I can be pitiful, I can be powerful, I can be chaotic, or I can live in order. There, there's these different things, and so Yah says to him, Gideon, you are Gibor. You're a Gabor Halil. You're a man of valor. You're a mighty man that, that has valor. And so here's this valor with the Halil. We've got a fence, right? The het right here. It's a, it's a wall. It's a division. Okay. And then we've got the, the right hand doing works. Okay. That's the Yod right here. And then we've got a lawman, which is all about authority and direction and leading, right? And, and staying on the path. Okay. So we've got these concepts here. Okay. Shalom, everybody. If I haven't said shalom. Hi, Carrie. Good to have you with us. Glad you could join us. Okay. So let me go on to my next slide here. So this is what y'all calls him. And here's Gideon's response. Gideon says, in Judges 6, 13, and Gideon said unto him, Oh, my Adonai, if Yahweh be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all his mercies, which our fathers told us of, saying, did not Yahweh bring us up from Mitzrayim? But now Yahweh has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midnayim. I mean, I have felt that way. I, I have felt that way to where I am so discouraged that even when Yah is trying to speak promises to me, I'm like, you've got to be kidding. Are you looking at my situation? Do you see what I'm going through? How can this even come about? Because your heart gets weighed down with the trouble and, and the situation and the oppression. And you don't feel powerful. You feel pitiful. You don't feel like things are in order. It feels chaotic you know? And so you don't feel like a, a Gibor, <laughs> you know, you, you just don't feel mighty at all, you know, but feelings are not facts. They're feelings, right? Facts and truth is in his word, right? And this is what we want to look for. You know, I, I keep this by my desk. Let me just grab it. I remind myself of this. You can avoid reality all you want. You just can't avoid the consequences of reality, right? There, there are certain things that are true and, and Yah's word is true. And if my feelings aren't lining up with that, I'm the one who has to walk towards Yah and what his view of things is, not towards my questions and towards the chaos and towards the feelings of powerlessness, okay? So Judges 6, 14, he says, and Yahweh looked unto him and said, go in this, your might, right? Your, your Gibor, go in your might and you shall save Yasharel from the hand of the mid, mid Yanim. Have I not sent you? He's like, listen, I've chosen you. You know, you may not feel like it, but I have chosen you to do this. This, this really, I relate so much to this story because when everything started changing in March of 2020 and I felt everything coming on, every instinct in me said, 
get off all of social media, leave it all alone, back away, get yourself as far removed from any of this as possible, and just kind of hide out until Yah rescues you. And Yah had to straighten me out. He said, that's not what I've called you to do. You're doing what you think is right. He said, but that's not what I've called you to do. And he had to work on me for a good solid year before I was willing to make the first video. <laughs> you know, he had to really speak to me because that wasn't what my instinct said. My instinct said, you know what? I deal with a chronic illness. Things are hard enough in my life. I don't need to invite any more trouble. You know, I just want to hide out and bunker down and stay safe until it passes. And he said, that is not what I have called you to do. And that is not where my blessings are. And, and basically what he was trying to say is if that's the direction you go in, you're going to have nothing but chaos. You know, you're not going to have my order, my will. That's right. That's what it is, Lee. It's his will in our life. And that's not always easy because it's scary, <laughs> right? It can be very disconcerting because it feels, you know what it feels like sometimes to me? Like I'm standing on the edge of the cliff and Yah just says, jump. I'll supply your wings, I promise. But I have, I'm looking around and I don't see any evidence of wings whatsoever. You know, I'm looking in, in the natural. And he's like, just trust me. I'll have you soar on eagle's wings. It'll, it'll be fine. You can do this. And I'm going, but just show me the wings. You know, I, I don't get it. How am I supposed to do it? Because all I have is my own natural instincts to go on, right? All right. I have to hurry along if I'm going to get to the other thing at, at 10 o'clock. So let me move on. So in Judges 6.15, and he said unto him, Oh, my Adonai, wherewith shall I save Yasharel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. So when I looked up these words, poor in the Hebrew was weak. Manasseh means I'm going to forget all about everything. You know, I just want to forget my father's house right? And least little insignificant of no value, right? And that's easy to feel that way. It really is. It's easy for me, you know? So he says, I'm the, I'm the least here. <laughs> Why would you pick me? But this is what it feels for me that he is saying to all of us right now. And so I'm going to try to get through this in context so I can come back in 10 minutes and do kind of part two with, with Midian and the audio class. All right. This is one of my favorite scriptures of all time. And you'll see the very last verse in it ends with that same thing about the, the same word of being insignificant, of being Zoar, right? And so listen to what Yah has to say to us. Arise, shine, for your light is come, and the glory of Yahweh is risen upon you. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people. But Yahweh shall arise upon you, and his glory shall be seen upon you. And the other nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about and see all they gather themselves together. They come to you. Your son shall come from far and your daughters shall be nursed at your side. Then you shall see and flow together and your heart shall fear and be enlarged because the abundance of the sea shall be turned back unto you. 
The forces of the other nations shall come unto you. The multitude of camels shall cover you. The dromedaries of Midian and Ephah, all they from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and incense and they shall shall show forth the praises of Yahweh. Do you see that in there? Midian, okay? Midian's going to have to come, right? To us, to Yah's people. Very, very interesting right there. Verse seven, all the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered together unto you. The rams of Nebaioth shall minister unto you. They shall come up with acceptance on my altar and I will glory and will, and I will glorify the house of my glory. Who are these that fly as a cloud and the doves to their windows? Surely the isles shall wait for me and the ships of Tarshish First, to bring your sons from far, their silver and their gold with them unto the name of Yahweh, Eloheka, and to the Holy One of Yasharel, because he has glorified you. And the sons of strangers shall build up your walls, and their kings shall minister unto you. For in my wrath I smote you, but in my favor have I had mercy on you. Therefore, your gates shall be open continually. They shall not be shut day nor night, that men may bring unto you the forces of other nations, and that their kings may be brought. For the nation and kingdom that will not serve you shall perish. Yea, those nations shall be utterly wasted. The glory of of Lebanon shall come unto you, the fir tree, the pine tree, and the box together to beautify the place of my sanctuary. And I will make the place of my feet glorious. The sons also of them that afflicted you shall come bending unto you. And all they that despised you shall bow themselves down at the soles of your feet. And they shall call you the city of Yahweh, the Zion of the Holy One of Yasharel. Whereas you have been forsaken and hated so that no man went through you, I will make you an eternal excellency, a joy of many generations. You shall also suck the milk of the other nations and shall suck the breast of kings. And you shall know that I, Yahweh, am your savior and your redeemer, the mighty one, the Gibor of Yaakov. For brass, I will bring gold, and for iron, I will bring silver, and for wood, brass, and for stones, iron. I will also make your offerings peace and your exactors righteousness. Violence shall no more be heard in your land, wasting nor destruction within your borders, but you shall call your walls Yeshua and your gates praise. The sun shall no more, shall no more your light shall be, I'm sorry, the sun shall be no more your light by day, neither for brightness shall the moon give light unto you, but Yahweh shall be unto you an everlasting light and your Elohim of glory. Your sun shall no more go down, neither shall your moon withdraw itself, for Yahweh shall be your everlasting light. And the days of your mourning shall be ended. Your people also shall be all righteous. They shall inherit the land forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. And here it is, a little one. Okay. This is that Zaor, 
right? This is what Gideon was calling himself, insignificant, little, small. A little one shall become a thousand and a small one, a strong nation. I, Yahweh, will hasten it in its time. All right. Well, thank you so much for you guys being with me. I hope that this is a blessing. May you be empowered by that. May you know that it don't go by your feelings. Go by what Yah says. He has called us for such a time as this and his glory. He wants us to arise and shine because his glory truly is upon us. Okay. Blessings and shalom. Hope to see you guys back in about five minutes for the Odeote uh, presentation. All righty. Shalom. Hey!